Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. You can find and support this show at abriefchat.com. Today is Tuesday. I think we just decided it was the 26th of September 2019. Maybe. Did we say that? 24th. 24th? Let's say it's the 24th. Look, here's the deal. It is the 42nd of September. It's the 42nd of September. (laughs) You either have a calendar available to you somewhere or you don't care about the date. So one way or the other, you're not getting the date of the year from this show, I'm imagining. Uh, That other voice you heard who is equally as mystified about where we are in time is Marcy Chamberlain. Welcome back to the show. Time is irrelevant. It really is. It really, really is. Who cares what day it is? Uh, it's great to have you back. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. It, we were, and I will say that some of the some of the times when people are on for multiple days, it doesn't really matter if you listen to them in order. I think for this one, it probably does. So if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, go back and get caught up so you can get Marcy's story up to this point. We were talking about the fact that you decided to kind of pull up stakes and go on the road. But actually, even... Even the point before that was, in some ways, uh, as I understand it, kind of a reinvention of your life. I mean, I feel like you have, just from the very little I know about you, and although we are we are friendly, we don't know each other particularly well, mm-hmm. uh, but from the very little I know about you, I mean, I know at one point acting was something that you were going after, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, you know, when I met you, uh, you know, we worked together in radio, and then you know, you were a big part of the the mountain biking scene. I mean, it seems like like most people do when they're about your age, slash when they're still my age, um, <laughs> you are trying to hone in on who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And that often involves experimenting. I know that's the case in my life. And it sounds to me like it's been the case in your life, too. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. So yes, I do have a theater background. And <laughs> usually when people meet me for the first time, and then they find out I have a theater background. They're like, oh, <laughs> I understand you it's now. All coming together. You're not just a crazy person. <laughs> you have a reason. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a theater background. I loved theater. I loved theater. I mean, that absolutely was my passion and... I mean, it was so natural for me to, <laughs> to be good at, to excel at, to, to enjoy and, um, to inspire others. Um, so I studied it in college and did some incredible things and did do my best to pursue it professionally. And in the last episode, I mentioned that I lived for in Philly for a year and it's kind of silly to say like, Oh, I gave it a year to try and become a professional theater artist, right. which isn't plenty of enough time, but it was plenty of enough time to realize, oh God, this isn't the life I want. Yeah. Um, I didn't like city living and it's a little, I don't want to say impossible because nothing's impossible, but it's very difficult to be a theater artist and not be living in a fairly major city. Um, and also, I loved theater for the totality of the art form. I really loved creating and expressing. Um, I wasn't just doing it for, for acting's sake. And that really wasn't... Um, it would have been very, very difficult to make a living off of that. I would have only been able to do one thing with my life sure and have my life revolve around that one thing and i started to realize that there were way more things about myself that i wanted to do and and explore 
And so I decided to leave theater. I do miss it a lot. The creating and expressing. I, I miss a lot. And I don't know how or if or when that'll be a prominent thing in my life again. But I'm kind of feeling that there might be an opportunity for that sometime in the fairly near future. So we'll see. It, it also <laughs> speaks to how pursuing things you love can be so easily stymied by the fact that economic value has to be attached <laughs> to the things we love to do. Like the fact that you enjoy many aspects of a thing like theater gets reduced down to which of these things can I do that will earn me enough money to survive because that's how the world works. You know, our wider passions, it feels like so often get narrowed down because we have to be able to justify them economically mm -hmm. if that's, you know, unless you're able to break out of making that equation happen over and over again. <laughs> it just feels like we get, you know, kind of trapped in that. Like, how can I make this? How can I justify what it is that I love to do financially? It's a... <sighs> I don't want to say it's a necessary stress because, I mean, you can easily argue that it's not necessary. Yeah. But it is incredibly stressful. And then that pulls you away from being able to create your art. And it, and it wasn't only the financial stress of, of pursuing being a professional theater artist. It really was more so the lifestyle. You know, if you, if you got a show, or you got a space to, to create a show, you need to be thinking about the next five shows that you're going to be in. Right. Um, until you hopefully get to a point where people are just calling you. Um, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah. Looking back on it, I, I am glad to have left theater for that time being, you know, up until now, because it allowed me to become a much better person. I used theater unbeknownst to myself at the time. To like stifle and, and escape some really deep-seated that that I wasn't and hadn't been dealing with. Um, so leaving leaving theater opened up opened up a lot of things that I had to face, and I'm a better person because of it. I really I really am. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the middle period of working here in State College, and now the kind of travel road-based life that you have, which is not it's not that you've exchanged the uncertainty of theater for the certainty of what you're doing now. There is an, a ton of uncertainty built into what you're doing now, but you seem much happier. I can to handle what, it. To what do you ascribe <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah. I really feel like I've attained my, my truest self. And there's a part of me that's like outside myself right now, like listening to <laughs> myself <laughs> say these things. And maybe it's, you know, my Sen Pen roots, you know, rural PA roots right. that are just like, oh, God, Marcy, <laughs> like, go pick up a shovel. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but it, it, it feels, I mean, it really, really feels incredible and it feels good and it's allowing me to be more present to the people that are in my life and, and to start helping people um, how, how I want to help them. And that's just an incredible op opportunity. And, and it makes my life feel like it's actually worth something. It's very, very fulfilling. And getting to have that fulfillment is what leads to happiness. 
There's a thing about modeling to like modeling behavior, you know, in the kind of anarchist circles in which I travel. One of the things that we talk about a lot is that in the time between now and whenever this possible better world might happen that I close every show by talking about, (laughs) it's not we don't wait for it to arrive. We start modeling now the behaviors and the lifestyles and the community building and the the alternatives that we want to see. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something powerful in any example you see of another human being trying to do that and so that that to me there's a real utility this is not its point but there's a an ancillary benefit of what you're doing is that there's a real utility in other people being able to see maybe it is possible for me to do something other than the thing i was expected to do Mm -hmm. oh it's so cool that you just said about this because there was a time fairly immediately after i graduated college which was like, oh, it was like <laughs> such a low time for little old Mercy Chamberlain. There was a friend in my life who I was like, she was a fairly new friend and I really admired her. And I, I looked at her and thought like, wow, like this woman has it all together. Like she just exudes optimism and like, she's just killing it. And I had this epiphany of, well, I want to be a person I admire. So what do I need to do that? So there, like through my life, I guess kind of since then, I would meet these wonderful people and then I would sort of try on <laughs> like the things that I found admirable about them and, and to see if, you know, does that stick within myself? Like, do I actually get to, like, do I have ownership of this admirable quality that I find in other people? And maybe it's my theater background that <laughs> kind of allowed yeah. me to sort of, you know, try out these different aspects of fellow humans. But that was really helpful to start building up the potential that I believe that I had. Yeah, I think that's just that's incredibly important. Uh, can you come back for another show? Yes. Fabulous. That's Marcy <laughs> Chamberlain. I'm Jason Crane. You can find this show at abriefchat.com where you can not only listen, but you can become a member and you can get in touch. Feel free to uh, drop me a line at jason at abriefchat.com if you've got an idea for a show or maybe that idea is you. I love you. A better world is possible.